Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Menfulness Podcast. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking to Jack Woodham's founder, husband, father, hero. <laughs> Certainly a hero of mine, anyway, uh, and I'm sure many of you out there agree. Um, we'll talk menfulness. We'll talk how it started, how it's going. We'll get to know Jack a little bit better. Um, before we get to that, though... Um, if wherever you're finding this podcast, please do give it a like, follow, subscribe to it. If you do enjoy it, then please tell someone about it, share it for us, um, you know, help us with the algorithm if you would. Bit of a disclaimer, we're not trained experts in anything, are we, Jack? Really? <laughs> not, not a thing. <laughs> so our opinions are obviously our own. They come from our own experience and out of a place where we really just want to uh, open a dialogue about the tough bits of life. Um, our hashtag, don't man up, speak up. Um, you know, we believe we've got to be talking about it one way or another. So please do check the descriptions uh, for trigger warnings in case we do touch on any difficult subjects. And shall we? Mm, let's get into it, Sam. Nice, nice. Jack, thank you for joining us, mate. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> it's so bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we've been in this room a few times together. Now uh, now we've got microphones. We, we, <laughs> we're mic'd up. Could be dangerous. But, <laughs> it could, could uh, I yeah. can beep out any really horrendous swearing, mate. You yeah. can say what you yeah. like. Um, yeah, we, we are, for, the, for those who are, you know, uh, unaware of Jack, Jack is our... Um, our chair, our one of our founders of Menfulness, and um, I wanted really to start these conversations with you because you there's a hero's origin story in there to tell somewhere, um, and and for for me, like you're one of those people who seems to always be on the go, always have a positive outlook, always want the best from the people that that are around you and I know that that cannot always be the case I know you have lots going on and so I guess I wanted to find out um a bit more about you could you start off just giving us a bit of information about sort of who you are and where you're from Sam that's some introduction you mentioned hero quite a few times there so I, I forgot my superhero outfit but I would have <laughs> would have worn it um yeah um bit about me so where's my CV when I need it so um I'm Jack and I'm one of six boys um, and that's that's really that's really important to me and something that I'm, I'm hu hugely, hugely, hugely proud of my my, my brothers um, and we're all really close in age um, and yeah I, I from down south you can probably tell by my by my accent um, in, in Kent I grew up there um, sadly from a from a broken home my mum and dad split up but they both did wonderful jobs of, of, of bringing me up um, and I decided um, to come up come up to York and this is where to, to university and this is kind of where all the story starts with with everything there's so much to kind of go into and talk to but that's a quick synopsis of of me and and, and what I'm all about excellent excellent can I ask how old are you Jack you, you can I'm on the big four oh so forty. Yeah. yeah. Forty yeah. this year. Excellent. Yeah. Um so and so it's a few years since university now then. Yeah, twenty years now. Twenty years. Yeah, and it's, it's such a strange story in it in itself. So I was at 
at Edinburgh Festival. So I went to drama school when I, when I was 18 and we did a show called 12 Inches over at Edinburgh <laughs> Festival, which <laughs> when you said co-wrote, it wasn't much writing. To, um, but it was, it actually, it was, uh, it was seen by The Guardian and all sorts. And we were really quite proud of it. Um, they said that there was too much bodily excreta <laughs> for any show. That was, that was their quotes. And I loved that. So I've got that frame. So, it, so I wanted to be a, be an actor that was that was my dream and and my mum uh was she was i think a little bit worried and she said you really need to go to university where you can still do do your acting but you could potentially do teaching as well um and i was at edinburgh festival at the time and um i was in a tent and i got a phone call from the director and he said oh of of the course he said his name's alan and he said look we've already had we've already had the clearing but we need some more blokes on a course um and you're at edinburgh festival so i'm assuming you're pretty good <laughs> i think things have changed now it was a college at the time it wasn't a proper university he said so i'd, I'd like you to start um and uh and we're, we're starting next week um so packed my back from edinburgh and i went straight to york um and we got, i got to the accommodation office and they said Jack, well, you're, you're literally the last person to sign up to university. So, <laughs> all like, oh, right, oh, okay, no worries. Well, where, where, where are my digs? Where do I stay? And I went, oh, so you'll be at a youth hostel, um, because and there'll, there'll be other students there. And I was like, right, all right, then, yeah, no, no, no problem. <laughs> so, so staying in a youth hostel for three months. Which one? Um, the one on Micklegate. Right. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. And uh, and I. It really helped in a way. Looking back at the time, I was like, I'd rather be just with students. But I was with a lot of, uh, obviously, lots of people traveling. And yeah. I made some really good friends because they were like, so what are you here? Where are you traveling from? Where are you going to? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just, just staying here. Not the typical student <laughs> yeah. experience Yeah, not initially. the typical one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and that was 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and then eventually got... Um, it was they said oh we've got one accommodation but it's it's where it's the dance student is where all the dancers are and and it's just just females it's like well oh well (laughs) if i must if i must um yeah but yeah it it wasn't that they all became my my close friends or like sisters um it was was incredible really uh i was very lucky to and i was really protective of them so uh so and and they're still friends to to this day. So um, so yeah, I was I, I was I was very lucky. So I had t- different experiences of of not the, your typical um, student student education, I suppose, and and story to tell. Mm-hmm. And then and then what happened was um, so much so I enjoyed the experience that much. I extended it two years because I was elected the student union president for a couple <laughs> of years. Purely for that reason, just like I didn't want to go home. Oh, yeah, okay, I can yeah. imagine you in that role. To be I, fair. I, well, I didn't, I didn't know what it was, but somebody said, "Oh, there's elections." I was like, "What is that?" It's just like <laughs> basically, you're called a president. You live, well, you you live close by, and you li- and you work above the bar. It's like, oh, and you get paid. It's like, yeah, I fancy all that. So, what's this? Did you have to like run a campaign then to yeah. get elected? What was your yeah, campaign like then? Was, what did you? It was, <laughs> it was big man big heart <laughs> there was giant hearts around with my face on and lots of people weren't into um the election they're just like oh no i don't bother me i don't know oh, i said well will you vote for me if i give you some sweets <laughs> like, yeah <It's> like, 
All right. Bribery. Cheers, and mate. Hats. Yeah, which is really bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, you, you'd think that it's changing this day and age, but it hasn't really. It's still bribery. It's still bribery, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's still corrupt. But I mean, mine were penny sweets, a bit different. That sounds amazing. And is, is um, you met Rose at uni, did you? Yeah, so me and Rose, yeah, met on on uh, on campus and we, we did the same course together. Um, and I, I remember just literally, I mean, I was very lucky because the st- statistics are quite good if you're a bloke, um, certainly a straight bloke going to York St. John because it's 75% women. Um, and then then doing a drama course well most of them blokes well they like blokes so <laughs> I, was, I was quite lucky in that <laughs> respect and you often looked at university and just like seeing all these worldly women like with these quite average cast <laughs> but i remember seeing rose just think just honestly i mean she is and everybody says it constantly still to this day like wow she's she's beautiful and 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 she is um and i remember speaking to her like six months afterwards kind of like when we're out like hiya hiya <laughs> it's, it's me and it's like it's just like oh hi who are you and like it's like oh don't you know me it's like we're on the same course she's like no so it was six months it's like did you introduce myself and and she was going for a breakup at the time so i was just I was, uh, uh, she talked about them, but I didn't care. I was like, you talk about that breakup, it's fine. As long as I'm going on a date with you. But she didn't see it as a date. She just saw it as as, as friends, uh, purely platonic. Um, but I just loved her company. And we and, and I really didn't see it as, I saw it as she's a worldly woman and I want to spend time with her because she's really looking but she but obviously she's so much more than that she's so and you've met her yeah yeah so fun and full of life and i met her for the first time recently and she had a bright pink wig on she was pulling out some serious moves i was like okay here we go yeah she's a hero also (laughs) yeah and i I suppose um i have to say yeah behind uh, they'd say the same behind every good man is, is 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 a good woman and you know rose rose is that person um she 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 holds me together and she knows me better than than anyone um and we've gone through so much which we'll we'll talk about but we've gone through so much yeah in certainly in the last last year um and i'm delighted to say that at it made us stronger yeah um because nobody else apart from us two were going through through that um and nobody really understood um and given me she's not necessarily needed the permission to do mindfulness but being able to knowing how important it was for me to have that outlet mm. and she she still allowed me allow me to do that because it was she knew it was helping me, which was in turn was, was helping the family. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and I just love, love the pieces and love spending time with her. And I love seeing her in her element. Like when you met her <laughs> yeah. and I could just sit and watch, like yeah. just see her just, she's so entertaining, so much fun. And, um, she's got heart of gold, but like so much soul and, and depth. And, you know, we're growing, better people 
and we continue to grow and, and teach each other a lot so um yeah i'm, I'm so lucky and, and what's really nice to still wake up thinking how how lucky and blessed i am um and it's a, it's a big big part of me um and big part of the success of of everything that we've, we've achieved with yorkie dads and mentalness having having that having yeah. my 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 rock my foundations which yeah is, which is well, rose. 20 years is a, a long time you know yeah. to know each other to be together and and like you say this last since i've known you you've been through a huge amount i know it's been going on a lot longer than that are, are you happy to talk a little bit about your sort of experience and what your daughter's been going through and um yeah. tell us a bit about that if you're happy to yeah absolutely so um so poppy um she's she's my daughter first i've got poppy and henry so poppy's almost 10 and henry's almost eight um and like like any parents certainly with yorkie dads and mindfulness that them a world um absolutely and and poppy's had a fair share of of shit um she's had a fair share of trauma and an upset um and sometimes well most days i just wish i could just take a little bit of that and and take it on so um we had a struggle with the birth and initially and then um the first year actually we look back at those photographs were bliss um just a happy smiley beautiful young girl um but her gross motor skills were were delayed so it wasn't until like she was 12 uh, 12 months and we we're like oh actually she's delayed here and um, we, we, we and then she was hitting two and it's like oh she's not she's not walking and and we feel like everything we've had to explore we've we've kind of demanded reassurance and often from health professionals they'll send us back and they'll go oh no well you're Jack was a, a late developer. He was a bum shuffler, and, and we're like, no, we f- we really feel there's more more to this. Yeah, and and maybe it wasn't until Henry was born where we could compare because Bobby was our firstborn. But it, when when they they said, oh, we'll have to cast her with splints, um, and then also a, a little like a mini Zimmer frame. It's like, well, there's there's more to it here. Um, most kids don't don't have that. Um, so she was she was diagnosed uh, with polymicrogia, which is the brain damage which causes the cerebral palsy, um, and it was quite severe brain damage. Um, that we we knew as parents that there was, that was something something amiss here. Um, so she's she's also incontinent um, still now, um, and we we have to do manually. Uh, it's, we call it clear out, but manually. Um, help her with 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 a with with pooing um and so i suppose at that time we're dealing with all of that and we're struggling with all of that um but it wasn't until her epilepsy came when we realized actually those were the golden days Mm. um and epilepsy since she was I suppose five, but maybe before. So she would have um, seizures where she would just be vacant. Um, she would just pause and the nurse would say, oh, we're talking to Poppy and she just really wasn't responding. Um, so we're, oh, we weren't really understanding. So she was still having a physio and OT at that time. And 
but yeah epilepsy is taking over our lives um for for the last five years but gradually it's just got worse and worse so when you think it couldn't get any worse then the next year well what's happening here so she would have um seizures that that would last in 30 seconds at start up until around january february this year she was having seizures for 25 minutes um and clonic tonic seizures which are new um where the most dramatic seizures that you see so and and she would just collapse um just drop seizures should collapse um and up until a couple of months ago where she was in my arms um and i thought i lost her um because the seizure was that bad so her lips were blue um and i was as well, how how do you react to, to that apart from screaming and shouting and help and call an ambulance and yeah so and and that actually looking back that that wasn't probably losing consciousness that was that was a seizure which looks like she's losing that that she's not with you um where so we've now had to be trained in given her rescue medication um uh she's she constantly uh, she's non-drug responsive but we still have to trial out the different meds and those meds they all have different side effects which is quite severe side effects which hallucinations um uh, shouting screaming um worried uh, just 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 really sometimes actually the side effects of the meds were worse than the seizures and i guess they last longer and go on yeah yeah between seizures she's got these other things that she's having to deal with at such a yeah and just the the fear in her eyes um and trying not to i suppose look fearful ourselves because you want to be protective um and you want to say it's okay i'm I'm here i know i get it poppy don't worry and i'm with you you're not alone and just trying to say the right thing but obviously absolutely bricking yourself um to yeah so it's been it's been really really difficult with with that and it's the one person i think any parent doesn't want it to happen to and there's been often times where i think i think why you know why me i put i put enough and maybe i put more in because i want to get a little bit out put a lot of good in the world because i think maybe a bit of karma will come back maybe poppy will be poppy would be better and we'll be able to reduce epilepsy and all the other things conditions that she's got actually well i think epilepsy is such a cruel disease because there's no you can't predict it you can't whereas if you've got somebody i suppose in the wheelchair and probably sometimes uses a wheelchair but you can or with autism you can plan things. You can yeah. kind of go, okay, well, we're not going to go to a crowded room today because you're not good with crowded rooms or we're going to make sure that it's wheelchair friendly and you plan things in advance. Yeah. But with epilepsy, you just can't plan anything. And we we still try as best we can to get out of the house as a family. Yeah. Um, and 
but it was just always it wasn't just the, the pre-seizure then the seizure and then the aftermath of the seizure um, which she might need to sleep for a couple of hours or she'd just be exhausted so our day trips were which are really important to me day trips yeah as, as a family um the the and we we have we've always had really good times and when those were were ruined because of epilepsy um it it really got to me um massively so it, yeah it's been really really traumatic times um and we had to re dig deep um and I suppose practice what we we preach a lot at mindfulness, and weirdly, actually, I've always, I've set up one of the founding members of mindfulness. It, it's I, I I still don't like speaking. I like giving. I like offering advice and offering support and go, oh mate, it's okay. Don't worry. I can see if I can search for it. Um, and at our talk groups. Actually, I get so much more back now by opening up and talking about it because there's these guys in this room, a lot of who are strangers, and that power of a stranger who you also know is struggling, um, also knows might have his demons, looking at me and going, "Put this, this guy, I don't even know his name, but in a talk group, because you, you hosted that. And I said, I said, I can't host this talk group. Yeah. And you hosted it. For us you and you and dan but i just needed it for myself he said i'm sorry to hear that mate that sounds rubbish mm. knowing that he's struggling and it, yeah. that was that was all, all i needed yeah and often i go um i go to these events and i go oh sam said this and rose is like i've been telling you that for six months jack what are you talking about <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah no, sam so, said yeah it. sam said it she's like me telling you <laughs> and uh, and so and it just goes to show you know the power of not feeling alone yeah and a lot of the times that if it's with your mental health or even if you're dealing with stuff like that you feel apart from rose you feel and also as as a bloke as as a dad as the it we, we are very much a team yeah but i think something inside you, you you know it's it's my role to protect my wife and to protect my to protect my kids yeah and not being able to do that not being able to take it away or to fix it as blokes we like to fix things yeah. go no and and that's what i've always been doing with poppy so it's like okay so she's got cerebral palsy right let's get some splints she hasn't got cerebral palsy anymore you know yeah. okay she's struggling with incontinence okay let's get this rectal clear we out. can fix that we can, we can fix do that. this we've yeah. got that yeah and right okay she's got epilepsy right let's get some meds yeah. and with medication is um there's often a honeymoon period right so you're like oh my gosh look this at this is working like, this is working yeah and then what happens it comes back worse so you have two weeks um of wow look at this and then boom and poppy's she's non-drug responsive but even 
you still have to trial out the meds before you go on to having other treatments because yeah. you've got to see they've got a process of you've, you've got, got a process go yeah and you're trying out all these drugs and you just feel like you're poisoning your kids um because it's not but then you don't know it actually is it is it having effective is making a difference yeah. because could it be worse and you think well how could it be worse than yeah. this um and so it's just yeah it's just got um got really really difficult and so mindfulness has been has been my it's been my savior and i say that at all the talk groups and i say this to you it's like I, I didn't set it up for that i knew it would help lots of blokes that i was working with and and my friends and the difference that it's made but actually i need it more than i think most people in the group at the moment that's the beauty um, of it isn't it is yeah. that we, we get back as much if not more than we put in yeah um, and i think you touched on it a little bit there those those groups where it doesn't have to be that someone's going through exactly the same thing we can all be going through totally different things but some of the depths that we get to we can relate to each other on that and you said yourself didn't you you don't even know people's names sometimes you certainly don't know what they do you don't know where they're from but you've cut through all that and you've actually got to really what's going on with you and and what you know what does that mean for you and 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 i think that that's pretty powerful stuff and and i think Amazing. hearing you talk about this jack like you it's so cruel mate what you have to deal with what rose has to deal with what poppy goes through um but the the way that you can talk about it so openly um and the way that you can you know it it, it does put things into perspective for people i've i've said it to you myself before that for me to be able to look at you what you're going through puts my problems into perspective and uh, you know that's i would i know that probably sounds selfish uh, in some ways but the truth is is that you can walk around with your with a smile on your face making other people feel better about themselves despite what you've got going on um and I, I wonder where do you have you always been like that where do you draw that from where does it come from to be able to do that despite the, what the world throws at you it's a weird thing um and i remember i've 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 had counseling um feel like i've, I've needed it um certainly over the last year i'm um, speaking to my a counselor about it and it's a protective factor um because what's what's the other choice the other choice for me would be to go down a very dark hole where i'm very very sad and very very angry um and um i hate depression and i've been teetering on depression before and i know how difficult it was to come come back out of that um and i remember maybe i was made redundant from north yorkshire police the training department um and when you in a job like that you think it's a job forever don't you yeah. um certainly in those statutory organizations um and i went over to manchester so i was with the in-laws um and i got a job in sales um and there's pressure in sales. Um, I like doing this. This is what I excel in. Uh, I, I like helping and working with people. Um, and I remember it just because it was it was so rough at the time, and I went to see the doctor about it. And the doctor didn't give me tablets. 
Um, he said, I don't think we need to medicate you. But he said, it, it, proper mank. He said, it's all right to feel like that. <laughs> I was like, it's, you know, you've had a shit time. Yeah. And he said that. I was like, whoa. And, and for a professional, health professional, those few words actually really resonated with me because it was just like, everybody else was saying that around me. But because he was a professional, I was just like, oh, okay, so so it's all right. He said, you're, all, you're, you're in Manchester. Um, you're, you're doing a job in sales and you're living with your in-laws. And what you really want is a family back in York in a steady job. And I was like, yeah. And he said, and he did say, maybe even me more advice than really he should have done. But he said, has your house sold? Because my house in York was on, on, on for sale. And he said, yeah. And he said, well, does it need to be set? Can you take it off? And I was like, yeah, I can. So literally that week I came, I came back and um, with, with Rose and we just went, yeah, we're going to make a go of it. Wow. And in York. And that's when, where we met um, at the council because I was right. temping at the moment for work yeah. with York. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like where it happened. And it was a bit of a, a epiphany in yeah. terms of actually figuring out what you don't want to do is just as important. I hope I don't mind the chat. I yeah. like talking. Yeah. But the pressure of working in sales, I don't know how people do it. No. Um, that was certainly something that I didn't want to do. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to help. Um, and that, and that's where it kind of, kind of started. And, and, and for all my kind of, um, background, I've always worked with people, um, who, who are underrepresented, um, who, my mum's been a special needs teacher all her life. Um, well, I often used to go and help her there. Um, in fact, one of my first proper acting gigs was as King Henry VIII at Watergate Special Needs School. Shout out to you guys. They still got photographs of me and we made a little tennis court and I had chicken legs, uh, cold chicken legs that I ate and I used to throw at the kids and they loved it. Um, yeah, and there's some real special individuals and uh, like amazing kids there who had the biggest smile on their faces and like what you're talking about like of, of uh, and had limited life chances mm. um through not only having special profound learning difficulties and special needs um they were in it was east london at the time and it was very poor mm. um and but they loved being at school they loved it that was their that was a solace that was their place and my mum and all of her teacher friends made it their their, their special place um and yeah so that's a big part of me my mum actually won a, a teaching award um just for for what she does and that's because she put her heart and her soul into everything that she did um to work with people make a difference in people's lives um usually people that can fend for themselves or represent themselves so yeah i think maybe with the stuff that i do and the joy that you get back from other people that you made a difference with is you know there's no job in the world no. that can make it. and and we're hearing all these stories aren't we all the time from guys uh, you know how many guys are doing the york 10k for us 30 odd, 30 odd guys 
and guys that don't even know who mindfulness has made a big difference to them. Guys who don't even run. Guys that don't <laughs> who, even run. You know, picked it up because, yeah. Yeah, just, no, just I, been inspired I, to. So, yeah. That, that's really that, interesting. I didn't realise that about, um, I didn't realise that your mum had been in that field. And like you say, it's a lifestyle choice almost, isn't it? Teaching. Um, and especially teaching in, in that sort of area. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not something you can just do. Uh, and forget about it at the end of the day it's something that you have to kind of immerse yourself in and um it's interesting to see you know because because i always i wonder how like i say you can find the time and energy and positivity to to come out and run these events and and give back to people but actually what you're saying is is that that in itself is what fuels you and gives you some of that positivity back yeah yeah absolutely it's too it, there's that you're getting a positivity back but then also it's my in, in some ways it's my medication yeah it's me protecting myself and realizing oh actually i need to do this i need to do it but there's also also i'm aware of some things that i can and i can't take at that particular time so sometimes the talk group of vote amazing um I'm, i might have to bow out because it's been particularly troubling week yeah. um but also because mindfulness is incredible in terms of all the different activities that is run now but there are things that i always know i can go to yeah. so the retro gaming night if i don't really want to particularly talk I can just sit and play golden eye on yeah, n64 yeah. and just speak to people and eat pizza yeah you know there's 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 always something or the walk and talk or there's this this I think there's something for everyone yeah. uh, at different ages, which is a lot of effort and hard work has been put on by by the five guys, including you and me, to make make it special. And not not everything's happened organically, hasn't it? It's not it it's it's naturally happened. It's not like we had an epiphany a few years ago. This is what we want to create. It's been it's been co-produced by. A group of guys coming to us and and we get stuff done which yeah. is amazing we just go yeah that's a good idea yeah if someone has a good idea then we'll let them run that's how i came along is that i, I wanted to make the blokes talking about the um what they'd been doing in lockdown to keep themselves happy and uh, I said, well, why don't we turn this into a, a, a manual? That's and right. you were like, well, here's 500 quid. Go and make it happen and get it printed. And and after that, it was like, well, you know, what else do you need me to do? Like, can I, yeah. you know, is there anything else I can do? And I think that that's just kind of shows that um, Dan, who runs the walk and talk, you've got, you know, you've got the lads, few lads who run the football. You've got you, these people want to do stuff and we can give them that platform to do it and, and, and hopefully find them some funding to make it happen. And, yeah. and then, and then it's theirs and they've got some ownership over it and we get to go along and really enjoy it. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's very, we feel very lucky, you know, very lucky. And, and, and people, like you say, people wanting to give back and you know, that, that manual amazingly, that was, that was from Simon. So yeah. one of our yeah, longstanding yeah. members. It's yeah. just like, that no, sounds like a good project. That's a project, and that's something I really want. And I, I remember leaving a voice note going, Simon, he said, I'm going to give you 500 quid. I said, Simon, don't, please don't, <laughs> don't, we'll get the money somewhere else. Yeah. And I know, and and he said, it's already done, Jack, done, I want to do it. And there's, and there's this, which is incredible, you know, there's people just wanting to go, yeah, I, I, I want to give back. Yeah. People access our counselling and, and, and giving back. And yeah. the, the difference that, that, that is made to them, to them, 
is is incredible but you you're getting like you mentioned before you're getting to know people you're getting to know like some of my friends my long-standing friends that i haven't i you know i've known for all my life i don't talk to like i've talked to you and we've only known each other really in this capacity into like maybe three four years yeah, yeah. but we get we get into each other's soul yeah we're just like, like yeah, absolutely i get and 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 i often wonder why that is um and it's i, I believe it's because there's an, obviously there's no judgment because we both showed our vulnerability yeah. and shared different stories but both struggled in, yeah. in parts of life but also permission having that permission and there's no judgment yeah and i believe that's with blokes yeah yeah blokes it's it's a myth that blokes don't talk. Just we, talk. we do talk. We just give them give them the platform yeah. and and a permission to do it. A safe and, environment. And safe because that's what happens, isn't it? It's like yeah. a domino effect. Yeah. It's like it's like sometimes you're like at these talk groups. You're like oh, guys like who haven't talked for the last couple of months. Go oh you know I didn't want to really talk, but yeah. and then they really open up, and it's this domino effect of wow yeah and uh, looking around and then each person that talks opens up a little bit more because yeah. they feel feel really safe and it is a safe safe environment and that nine times out of ten that is enough and i mentioned this quite a few times but and, and again something that we had to do organically happened was I was worried and talking to a lot of men, other men support groups that we're taking on too much as non-professionals, yeah. which, which we're not, we're not, we're not trained counsellors. And also that's not our role. It's not our job. Um, our job is, I didn't also, I didn't have a capacity. None of us had capacity to help some, some, some guys. So who are really, really struggling. Um, and, that there was that one in ten who needed some more professional help, but we were able to. We're able to do something which makes us really unique as a male support group by working with serendipity counselling and being able to refer those guys that need it. Yeah, and we you can never underestimate. There's been a hundred guys who have never accessed counselling before, but because we listened to them and go, uh, and. Uh, we remove all those barriers accounts then there's no stigma because there's a hundred guys within our within our groups who are all talking there in fact it's like top trumps are talking about counseling and the feedback's been incredible I'm so once you see some blokes saying i had the counseling it was really good yeah um, and it's affordable and it's available like within days and none of the sort of waiting list that you have to go through with with the nhs i think it just takes away that because when a bloke's ready to talk he wants to talk you know it's yeah. not like oh well can you just wait six months eight months a, a year it's he's ready then and i think that that's that is you know that's something i think it's a bit of a crowning thing that we oh, offer absolutely. isn't it really yeah yeah and and just to normalize access and then i re i truly believe that it should be a universal entitlement for everybody yeah professional uh counselor therapist because everybody's got yeah. demons baggage yeah um trauma we're all trying to escape our childhood or what we've had happen to us in some way or another i believe i think that's why that don't man up speak up hashtag is important to us because you know we've had a couple of people say well isn't that sort of 
forcing people to speak and it's like no the point being is that if you're not ready to talk there's no obligation to do that but if we talk first and if we make it so that you feel all right to talk then that's the way that we're going to find common ground and um and the 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 avenues for for positive change in our lives Mm. um yeah mindfulness has changed my life completely um and for the better and and i think it it's helped turn what felt like my biggest weakness at, at one time in my life into what now feels like my biggest strength wow and and something that i spend a lot of my time thinking about you know yeah. and, and i think that that's um that's game changing and so the more people we can do that for the better um and, and can i ask then how did it how did it start where did it all begin and it's, it was yorkie dad's first wasn't it yeah so we formed Yorkie Dads about 2013 so when our kids were were about a year and there was lots of baby groups around and mainly mum and baby groups some of them were even called mum and baby groups um uh, but as uh, I still wanted to go um because it's so important to get out of the house so for all those parents or just all those parents who have had kids during Covid I salute you like like amazing um my brother and his wife jane being one of them being isolated like that with a newborn well it's just and sam you know you're very much that as well you know it's just that that need and that such importance to to have that space and i i had that in bucket loads because well we created it um because it was missing and we felt um we need i needed somewhere to go to to talk to to other guys it wasn't enough although i, I love talking to to girls um but i just needed also that space that freedom to talk about nonsense and <laughs> uh, there's no kind of judgment or just like and and that it's commonality experience. It's, yeah. diff- it's a different it's experience different, isn't it? yeah. yeah and there's different guys from different walks of life coming to some of our breakfast clubs um so you've got senior management who are directors and then we have referrals from adult social care and what was really nice it was such a leveler basically we were all dads that were knackered and all bleary-eyed needing coffee and bacon and just going actually being a parent although the best job in the world is really fucking hard (laughs) it's just exhausting and being able to say that it was and i often say like why you know my wife rose she she we had a really traumatic childbirth it was it was the worst um won't go into that too much but i felt that i couldn't really complain to rose about it although it was one of the most traumatic things that i've been there and having to witness rose go for it it was awful um but I, I felt like if i complain about it well actually it was a little bit more painful for rose <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but going to guys going isn't what why and i remember saying why in 2012 is it still that hard mm. why are people going through so much pain yeah i just can't can't believe it and it's still you know really traumatic um so having that space safe space for for guys to be able to talk and open up and just let off or a couple of times there's a few dads asleep on the bean bags you know and that's <laughs> wonderful um and then we set up a few other events 
um again much like the mindfulness ethos of like yeah just do it yeah whatever like guys like oh i'm into lego it's just like all oh, right okay well let's create a lego club yeah what do you what you obviously you need lego <laughs> got the local library and then and then that that went on and then and then we created a dad's hair school which really put us on the map um we were on bbc news a couple of years ago um and Yorkie Dad's hair school was was created from when when my daughter Poppy she had um, a unicorn party when you know, four year olds that's generally what they do and and Pretty Platts a big big shout out to Maria um, she came along um, and to do this and doing everyone's hair and I was like um, I, I wish I could just learn to comb Poppy's hair just comb it <laughs> without <her> crying. <laughs> And I was like looking, like, oh wow, you make it look so easy. What is that? You create like literally a unicorn on her head out of hair. It was just mental. It's like, and she was like, oh, you're from Yorkie Dads, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So we just chatted. It's like, oh, it'd be great. Oh, I really need to. Surely I can't be the, the only useless dad in terms of doing <laughs> hair. And then she just gave me a few tips there and then of like using this like magic spray and it, this special kind of squeegee comb she would do that spray the hair and um and and then i did that i sprayed the hair with this magic stuff <laughs> magic solution and combed poppy's hair and i was like i was almost in tears like oh wow she didn't cry <laughs> like i could just sit, sit there combing her hair and uh, she said well did we do a bit more than that and uh, and that's where the hair school came um and now and that's it was really nice um obviously covid stopped that but it started back up couple of months ago um and that's and, that, and that's going really well when's that so that's over at tesco's and it's a when is it when is it it's the last sunday, the last sunday of the month yeah. yeah um and so you can find all our events on meetup and then so what was happening we're doing all these different events we had some football stuff um we had some circuit classes and and there was guys that I wanted to join um, who weren't dads. Um, it was just like, but mates were like, oh, you want to come to our footy? And it was like, oh, it's Yorkie dad's footy. Or yeah. you want to come to this event? Oh, it's Yorkie dad's. And it's just like, um, and also because it was a safe environment, a safe space, guys were opening up more um, on the Facebook group about the mental health Um and because it's, I'm not here to talk about mental health and talking about being a dad. Oh, it challenged, it's really affected my mental health. I'm really a bit down. Um, um, male postnatal depression, all sorts of, of really interesting conversations, but it's like a, a freedom. And the, the closed Facebook group is just for dads. So they have that safe space to be able to do that. Um, and so we felt, oh, the mental health side of stuff is, is is really is is the biggest conversation in, in 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 all our groups and all our activities and other guys that were wanting to join who weren't dads so we felt we needed something for that which represented yorkie dads and and guys any bloke in york um but to support their their mental health and that's where that's where mentalness came um it's just um so really they work alongside each other um but Mindfulness is for any bloke across across the city and now spreading a bit further out over at Harrogate um, to 
to support guys and and their mental health and give them that freedom that space to be able to open up and 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 talk um yeah and we couldn't be couldn't be proud of it because it benefits so many guys but it's really benefiting me on a on a daily basis to have that freedom to to actually say how it is and really be me there's no there's no hiding away um you don't or you we you can hide away if you want but it's it's a place to to really truly be me and my mates look and then go i wish you told me that 20 years ago that you're struggling well Um, that's that's another thing isn't it is it helps you it helps you learn how to have those conversations mm. so that you can then do it better when you have to do it with someone who you've known for 20 years or who's yeah. a family member or somebody who, you know, there's a lot more riding on it. It's hard for them to be the first people you tell and, and sometimes their reactions aren't what you want them to be or what you expect them to be. Yeah. So it's it's good to have got it out into the world a bit before you have those conversations, isn't it? And it is. And, and I think for a lot of guys, including myself, like when you know that a bloke is struggling, you you worry that you're going to say the wrong thing um you're not a professional but you're thinking about them a lot um and my brother close to all my brothers and some of us are better at speaking than others but we've we're all similar in a sense you know we're, we're sensitive guys and but we and yeah we've all struggled and we have our struggles in in life just like just like everybody else and charlie my my older brother um i remember when i was going through a really hard time with with poppy um and she was in hospital and and he just rang and he said hey and he's quite quiet charlie and he said i don't know what to say and and that really struck me and i say that quite a lot now when I'm thinking about somebody and I'm I'm wanting to speak to them and and it's it's really nothing that I've been through is um it's very unique to them it's it's their struggle Mm. I just oh mate I've just been thinking about you don't know what to say and that starts something but for them it's honest isn't it (laughs) that that, that's enough Um, yeah so we often tell tell guys to do that just 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 ring them up what's the worst thing that happen mm. just I'm thinking of you I don't know what to say yeah um, and that's it that, that's enough yeah for them to kind of have that to have that conversation and and, and open up and realise and for me to know that they're not alone that I'm not alone and there's people thinking of me because you do feel alone certainly when they were dealing with everything with Poppy the extremity of it it's like a like a different world it's like you're 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 like literally having an out-of-body experience seeing a seeing a struggle um and to know that people are thinking of you and those messages coming through and you so you can read them late at night and i'll post stuff on our whatsapp group wouldn't i and just give updates and and then so late at night if poppy's you know, she was having seizures during the night and she was sleeping in bed with me and I could read those and kind of go, oh, I can't I can't imagine or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm with you, mate. Um, I'm thinking about you a lot. And that gets you through to realise that you're, that you're not alone. And we often say that we can't solve all your problems, but you don't 
you don't have to face them alone and that's that's really impactive that's really powerful for for the guys to go yeah well you're not here to fix me because we can't fix them no um but we have got another specific set of skills (laughs) (laughs) that that can really make a difference um yeah and yeah so yeah it's it's been one of and i often do think like when when it's really difficult what what would I have done if mindfulness wasn't here? So, um, I, 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 well, I, w- I would have been completely lost. I would have been, and it's also there's there's that it helps me, but then also it helps me escape. Yeah, that that escapism is also like really important, and not to because when you're talking about it all the time, you're just on autopilot, aren't you? You're just going oh. You see, you talk to having five brothers, you're repeating your story over five, and that gets hard, you know. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, so Poppy was in hospital, emergency blue light, blah, blah, blah. And that's reliving trauma in, in, a, in a way, but it's important because you still want to talk about it. But having mindfulness and kind of go, oh, well, let's like voice note in the middle of having a, the, the worst thing ever, but being able to voice note about retro gaming night it's like oh who's got a, the golden eye we yeah. definitely need golden eye down there or talking about oh yeah we've got the mics for the podcast and <laughs> you know, that that escapism is, is is vital yeah um and rose is the same actually um and it's trying to get that balance of she like all her friends want to talk to her about it but when you're on a night out you don't want it's like oh, you have no, chance to have some time off yeah, yeah the time off and then if you're talking about the stuff that you're going through and obviously you can't you can't just dip into that time because it's heavy like and as a friends they want to support and protect her and she's yeah. a bit like me in that in that way that she's on the face she she wants to have a laugh yeah. because it's so more but we've always been like that yeah. we also were always the first on the dance floor we want to we want to escape we want to have a we, we want to drink but so when we and and i'm the same and it's just like okay let's so but with blokes i think last time when we went out for a curry and we're, we're, we're struggling with uh, another agm in a curry house and um, you you said okay well but you get i said you don't have to dwell on it let's but what what's happened and i was quite matter of fact because yeah. i wanted to give you it without being too emotional about it because then it would just take over the whole evening yeah and um, so it's finding that that balance um of okay what do i need for me now yeah. i need to just go in go in actually let, let's i haven't talked to anyone about it much today let's 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 go to the talk group or no i've been talking to people non-stop i want to talk about nonsense yeah that's what i want i want to know the gossip I want to know who's dating who. I want to know about Love Island. You know, I want to know about <laughs> no, absolute. Surely not. Not you. I, I have been forced, <laughs> oh, but not not this season. Be, 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 yeah, yeah. 
Well, so yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think that's why we try and spread things out across the the the, the calendar month, don't we? So that mm. there's something different going on for different people. But if you wanted to, you could just keep. You know, you could you could get your fitness in place. You could have a laugh at the retro gaming night. You could go for a walk the the the, the next weekend. We've even started with the. Um, the boxing um, yeah. again at different times of the night as well. So that yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's something that especially parents forget to do f- sometimes, especially since COVID, where people's social groups and um, opportunities, hobbies, things have been sort of curtailed a bit. Is to get out there and do something for yourself, yeah. as well as being a parent or a partner or. You know, you, you sometimes just need to be Jack or Sam. You know what I mean? And I think that this has given us a a good m- numerous opportunities to do that. Um, and like you say, where would you be without it? Well, luckily, you don't need to worry about that because you have created something. Um, I know with with Mike and with Dan, and we'll have them on in time. But you know, I just want to express my gratitude on behalf of all the mindfulness blokes that that this does exist and that this is changing people's lives. Um, and we are very, very lucky to have you and uh, and and this whole thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I, I don't I, I don't uh, do thanks well. Um, <laughs> actually, I find it wrong. It's really nice of you. I find it quite uncomfortable, but it's it's. I will remember it. Um, and, and that may be having five brothers because the minute they give me a compliment, then they give me a dig. So now you've you're also me- a bellend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I needed that. Fury, I am a massive bellend, yeah. Funny though, isn't it, that we can talk about all of the uh, really difficult stuff. Uh, yeah. As soon as I say thank you, it's like, woo! Yeah, yeah. We can, talk, we can mention suicide, we can mention the epilepsy, but you thank me, I'm like, ah! <laughs> Gotta get out of here. Yeah, 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 escape, escape. Well, it just shows there's still barriers to be uh, to be smashed down, mate. Um, cool, okay. Um, so what about the name? Where did the name come from? Mindfulness. Uh, I, I understand it was a, it was one of Mike's creations. Yeah. He's yeah. not known for his, uh, for his catchy, uh, no. well, he came up with friendship chemistry as well, didn't no, he? And we're no. not- <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Oh, I'll be bringing it up with him personally when he gets him on it. absolutely cringes me. <laughs> but now he, he knows it cringes me. So he mentions it. And every, all of these interviews. Every interview, like <laughs> everywhere. It's like, this is why I did Jack up. I would say friendship chemistry. Just like, I get what he's trying to do with it. Um, yeah, no, so I can't, I, absolutely. The, the credit has to go for to, to Mike for that. So we uh, met uh, with some people from the local authority, um, suicide prevention officer, um, uh, with all the work that we're doing with Yorkie Dads. Um, and they were like, well, we need, to, we, w- let's, let's just have a question and let, let's just have a, a chat about what, about what's next. Um, and it was a, a game back then, like Yorkie dads were taking over everything. It's like, well, what capacity do we have to take up something else? But we know how important it was. And also the, the mental health side of things was, was, was taking a lot. And, um, uh, mindfulness was, I, I was, of supporting people to um, to get back into work and mindfulness was part of that process they could access free mindfulness courses I thought well if they're going and I'm prescribing it to them then I should really understand what it's all about um, so I went on a few mindfulness courses and it just it was just amazing in terms of 
a lot that I took from it, but the, the simplicity of actually enjoying those moments and enjoying life and being present like like this. So still now I'm not. Yeah, I've got a few things that I'm, that I think I need to do, but actually being really present and enjoying it and thinking this is fucking cool, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sat here with one of my closest mates having a chat, still learning a lot about each other. Got a microphone in my face. <laughs> And we're talking about all the cool shit that's done. And and mindfulness is, is like that in the sense that, you know, so if you're walking in a park, if, you, if, you, if you're worrying about your bills, your kids, um, school, work, actually you're not appreciating that moment. But if you can be present and kind of go, I'm going to walk through this park and I'm going to look at the birds, I'm going to see the kids playing, I'm going to smell the trees, whatever, just be really in the moment, then the, your your issues are still going to be there when you go back, but actually they're going to be 50% reduced in terms of, because they're going to be easy to deal with because you're in a better mindset. Yeah. And we've got, I think, 60, I don't, I don't know, I'm going to get these stats wrong, but I think like 60,000 thoughts we have a day. So think of them as clouds going through your brain. So how many of them are actually worth worrying about um and actually it's not until you look back on your life and go i'm worried about something so little like actually i've now got stuff that i should really be worried about and should take why didn't i appreciate that time a bit more um instead i was i was a little bit concerned or worried about something else so mindfulness really helped me and so i mentioned mindfulness um and but yeah absolutely it was mike who came up with mindfulness and i was just like oh my gosh works because i think it really works um but because it's one word um there's a lot of other groups which have a few words and like just fitting on the logo and and like like you mentioned that in terms of being being full being fulfilled yeah that's what first struck me was the sort of um helping find a way to a fuller life um but both both work well and it's it's um the the logo the 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 story behind the cube i don't know if you did you want to mention about that um who who came up with that was that the designers yeah so um it was a friend of mine andy um was saying that we need we, we do need a logo um i was quite specific in terms of what i wanted in terms of wanting it to be bright i didn't want it to be so there are a lot of although amazing men's mental health support groups we work really closely with but a lot of them are like with an arm and they're quite dark quite masculine but quite masculine yeah um and i wanted that uh, multiple colors um and then the, the so things were going back and forth, but it was the, the and so a shout out to the guys in Leeds actually, I believe. So they gave it as they, they gave it as to free because they've had their own mental health struggles, and we said we'll give you you know like like we're doing now as a shout out as a thanks, um, and they came up with like like the cube and and the reason why um, and that because we're all we're multifaceted and there's different sides of us that you don't see um and and that was and, and with the cube it was just it was perfect because that you you're hiding stuff but if you turn it if you talk then then 
then it really makes a difference. There's always sides of us that are, that are hidden, and mindfulness is about removing those, removing that to to be able to talk. So, yeah, quite quite incredible, and it's it's now doing its the rounds across across York, across the city, um, and I think people just see a lot in it. Um, but yeah, really really clever design, um, and it's it's done wonders for us. I think as well like you say it's it's hard not to seem masculine um because of the name because of the type of work that we do but i think it's it's been it struck me how many women get in touch with us how many partners wives kids um concerned that totally get what it is that we're trying to do um and you know, I'm I'm looking forward to having. I'm hoping Sinead will come on here and talk to us. I know yeah, that we've I'm sure got, she will. We've got people who who guide us. The ladies from the Charlie Dallas Lancaster Foundation who yeah. offer their encouragement and support. So even though it may be us five bell ends um, mm. at the helm, um, you know, it's it's very much a um, you know a group effort. Um, yeah, I I think so because I mean. It's, suicide is you know it's 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 real we're we're affected by it by but not just so the 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 women that we work that that we work with are so important because they they realize the importance of, of the stuff that we're doing um and the girls over at charlie lancaster foundation um so there's Gemma, um and there's uh, Charlie's uh, um, partner um, and then Charlie's big sister and little sister um, so Charlie Lancaster a bit I see a lot of myself in him in terms of he was a, always he always put on a show he was a, always the one to buy you drinks when you were out and I only went I was only fortunate enough to meet him a couple of times um, and he was he was a big man uh, about town in terms of he was always doing stuff his legacy was helping other people um, and wanting to help other people and as part of York Round Table he raised thousands of pounds for um, different charities including York Mind and, and Sash uh, but he was he was also struggling um, massively struggling um, and sadly a couple of years ago um, he he took his own life, and um, so Gemma, his his partner, I went to uni, me and Rose went to uni with, and and she reached out to us, seeing the work that we're doing, and we've formed a real amazing close relationship with both Charlie's sisters and Gemma, um, and they understand the importance of it. Um, of guys talking, and Charlie was a mass, massive like us advocate about uh, uh about therapy and, and getting counseling and accessing it himself um and they really wanted to continue his legacy of raising literally thousands of pounds for different charities and on the face of it he was he had everything beautiful girlfriend young a, a daughter um he had a close family and really successful in business um, really successful had his own businesses um, and it's just remarkable um, and still striking that you know mental health just it, it, there's 
affects everyone. Right. And we mentioned one in four, which I think is one in four of who, what we know, what professionals are working with, but it affects everyone. Yeah. Um, and some people are better dealing with it than others. But you never know when it will affect you. Yeah. You never know if, it'll, if you have a high or a low. If we don't, I don't know what's gonna, what's around the corner for me this week. Um, and I might have a struggle um, and, a, and a wobble. Um, but being aware and being able to work with those those incredible women that made such a big difference and raised money for for specifically for nothing else apart from our counselling yeah in Charlie's name and in his legacy it's, it's a wonderful gift for us to make such a difference and continue that that legacy and to so yeah we wouldn't be anywhere with without our partners behind us yeah the women the strong women making difference and knowing and understanding why we're doing it and the difference that we're making. Yeah. Um, but who knows those hundred guys who have accessed our counselling, who have never accessed counselling before, who have gone to the GP and the GP said it's a six-month waiting list, get in touch with mindfulness by being able to respond quickly and validating their feelings and kind of going, yeah, yeah, man, I know exactly what you get. Oh, yeah. Or... That sounds rubbish, man, but I, I can't help you with that. But yeah, I can help you. With, we can refer you across the counselling. Within a week, they might have their first session. Six free sessions. No waiting lists. And there's no threshold of support as well, which I find fascinating. So it's not... With m- many, accessing many mental health support services, there's reams and reams of lists of stuff that you need to qualify to access yeah. it. We're like, to be a certain level of back before level, you can access yeah. it. Yes. We are going, yeah, we believe you. Because it's not like we're giving them six monthly prescription to a gym, is it? It's not like they're getting it. They're, they're accessing, for us, that's enough. It's a big deal for a guy to say, I'm struggling, I need help. Yeah. Can Can you offer it? Um, and and no waiting list and 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 where we can it's me, kind of means tested but where it can, if it needs to be free it'll be free as well yeah um, and it's just just a wonderful position to be in and I think it's it's a bit of a game changer in terms of I think professional establishments working alongside community groups like ours should be should be uh, it should be a model that's looked into. It should be uh, right. Okay, how can we make this spread this across across the the, the UK, the world, whatever? Um, <laughs> so you've think, got small aspirations, then? Yeah, small aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah. I don't. I don't know how much Rose will be listening uh, listen to this. Going, you're not taking on anything more. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I suppose a few stats might make sense around um, around suicide that there's still 75% of, of suicides in this country are men um, over, you know, around 5,000 a year in this, in this country. Um, it's the biggest leading cause of death in men under 50 still men between 45 and 49 are, are the highest rate. Um, so it's still something that we can't, you know, we can't take our foot off the gas. I think that's what I've found. And mm. I think, you know, I think I can speak for all of us that like the more we do, the more people respond to it and the more we realize there's a need for it. And then the more we do. And, and even as we're doing it, we're still hearing these tragic stories with people, um, 
you know people who have, have have lost their lives to suicide and and that just again it just it's a huge motivator isn't it is that we need everyone to know about us um and and, and until then our job's not done is it um no yeah it's a reason for existence uh, it's it really motivates us and keeps us going doesn't it um it's not something that we kind of think about or even i don't think we've really mentioned suicides before this podcast in terms of actually what we're what we're trying to do unless we're being interviewed or, or something or specifically about that because not something that we don't want to dwell on but i think it's important um to mention it um because it's the biggest killer for for men under under the age of fifty, and there's so many people are, are being affected by it. Um, and if we're finding stuff that can prevent that and help that as a community organisation, as a group of volunteers, making such a big difference, then you know we really need to be be part of the bigger picture and, and work and 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 influencing that and making making a difference because because it is you you're getting that anecdotal d- d- feedback all the time but then also you, you're getting with doing impact reports and stuff which just blows my mind it, 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 we, we, it just makes me laugh that even when i see documents like that it's like whoa that makes us look really professional and legit it's quite <laughs> scary because that imposter syndrome is 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 huge even now yeah. i feel like no one's going to listen to me why <laughs> why the hell do you want to listen to him he's just like it's it's all from kind of lived experience and, and learning from 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 other people yeah. and yeah we i'm so so blessed to be able to be kind of be just part of it because the difference that it's made in in my life um yes it's it's wonderful but we're not we're we're not we can't slow down it's it's like a wave isn't it it's like it's impossible if we wanted to take a foot of the gas you can't it's just kind of because people are buying into it either buying into it who are professionals outside uh, outside of what we offer or people that have accessed it and then want to want to give back you know like those guys we did the three peaks last year um, with Popperton Football Club, and there's guys who've accessed our counselling and just wanted to give it back. It constantly blows our mind how many yeah. people just come and want to fundraise for us. It's yeah, it's it's so so humbling to kind of go, whoa, just like they want to raise money for something that I was part of setting up. It's just it's just in- incredible. Um, and we've never had to really kind of tell guys, right, this is what we're about, because they yeah. see it. So they, we model it on a constant basis, either if that's on our WhatsApp groups or our social media. We're modeling we get the behavior any... and the values that we want yeah. people to. We, I've, I've, had, I've had a couple of times where I've had to kind of go, you know, that's not what we're about. So th- there's a... There's a Obviously, there's a few divisive topics that people yeah. could get into. Certainly, politics, yeah, um, Brexit, whatever. It could be quite divisive, but that's not what we're about. We're about bringing people together, and um, you know what more in common. What 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 brings us together? What connects us? What yeah. connects us? And always looking at that. That's you know that's our our drive to kind of see. Oh, actually, you're. 
And there's a lot of people within the group, because there has to be, there's thousands of us now, that I disagree with them um, in terms of who, you know, their values and stuff. But actually, when you strip that away, we're it's about bringing people together and it's about kindness, it's about love, it's about support. And people are buying into that and kind of go, oh, or or actually experiencing uh, unfortunately we weren't able to do that uh, uh, we had a with our Yorkie Dad's Breakfast Club so it's before COVID and I don't need to look into it actually but we had a few guys that were that were Polish um, who wanted to do some Polish breakfasts and stuff and, and that's a lot about their, their culture and their values and because we were just <laughs> we were a simple option like cereal for kids and baking sandwiches for dad <laughs> Um, and uh, and they're like, oh, can can we do ours next time? And then COVID hit, and so we haven't been able to do that. But I think that's wonderful yeah. that we can actually, you know, life is, as I know, more than most, is a real gift. And if we can see the best in people, if we can kind of not be precious about anything we're offering, going, oh, well, does that help other people? Does that make a difference? And you bring your food, and Issa, who's been a big part of menfulness and and yorkie dads with the hair school he was like the crown and he he was the showman for the the, the news piece when bbc came because he said they interviewed him and said why what motivates you to do this he said i want to i want to do my daughter's hair uh, on her wedding day that's mm. what motivated and like you could just hear all the women and all the mums just like oh <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that's incredible and he's been a real big part of us and and i remember going around just to visit him um but also he's also part of the builders talk group which mm. is a charity um uh that he's been influential on um because he's needed it at times and also it's been supporting other guys and suicide is at his highest in in any industry but it's the, the, the biggest in in the construction industry sadly two guys a day mm. literally and you can understand why when you hear those stories of oh when am i going to get paid next yeah. um also the yeah they have a lot of fun sometimes but on but also that that i suppose that stigma of opening up and talking when you're in the building site they just don't do it they just they have a laugh and they don't feel they can do that so we're trying to work with the builders talk group and and they've supported us they came on the free peaks with us um and i went to see isa um who, who's also recently done a podcast as well um and it was just him me and, and one other and the feast that he gave me was incredible handmade uh, uh, cooked that morning being up since like six and these delicious like vine wrapped uh, like um rice things that and these sticky desserts and just like and he said no it's it's what we do and i'm gonna feed you jack and it's, <laughs> my, it's part of my culture and it's how I, how we show love and i think that's wonderful i think we can learn from I don't know why we do it, do it more, and I don't want to get too political. But the the, the differences in people that that, and maybe that's what I've shown, been shown as as I've been growing up um, with my mum at special needs school, is actually, you know, 
it's 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 a superpower, isn't it? The yeah. differences that you have it enriches us. It enriches <laughs> us. Yeah, it makes us, and and we're very lucky to be able to learn instead of like being frightened of it, actually being excited by it and going, oh, what do you do and like where are you from and what's your culture and what food do you like and what we should be embracing that and the poppy um she's had vns surgery um which is vagus nerve stimulation um for uh as she had it a couple of weeks ago and basically it's uh, a monitor that goes on on her chest bone and a coil goes up to the main nerve going up to her brain um and it's you can and it can predict when a seizure comes um very clever but it will take a long long time for it it gets better with time um because it's learning about the seizures so we teach it at the moment with a magnet it's really quite incredible incredible. um but the side effects with that um and her voice goes um it goes like a dalek when when you're scanning it um and we in in fact poppy we her, her class are going oh it's like you're singing poppy it's like you sound you sound like a bird and she goes and she loves it she loves it she goes, look look at my voice look at my voice wow. it sounds so i've got two voices i'm like i wish i had two voices poppy and not and her class are just such a remarkable class because they've been with poppy since she's two um so at nursery and they've seen her um and because it's a mainstream school and seen her journey with all her conditions and now her epilepsy so they've seen her they've grown with her grown with her um, and and have seizures um and the ambulance being called and they all have to leave the room and they've got procedures in place and but you get messages from all their parents just from messenger just like oh Johnny's worried about Poppy and hopes she's okay. She had to leave early today. Um, and that's that's quite unique. And I remember speaking to her, Senko, and she said, I know you're not allowed favourites, but that was my favourite class to teach. And that's because of Poppy. Oh, my God, that's so lovely. Um, and how lovely is that, that they celebrate the things that are different about Poppy? Yeah. And, you know, when I was at school, that ain't how classrooms no. worked. You know, people didn't, celebrate other kids like that they singled them out i mean i know that that's a generalization but but it's true i it's think it's that's really heartwarming to know that that's what classrooms are like now yeah yeah and when she had when she had her operation you know there took so many messages like people that were genuine the kids were petrified to really they were like me they were just yeah. worried about if this is somebody that, that that you've been with and they know you know how important it it was for us because it wasn't a straightforward process mm. to to get to having surgery. Yeah, you've had to fight a lot, haven't you, for a long time? Yeah, yeah, it's been so it needed to really kind of get a lot of strength and fight a lot more than we that we wanted to to for Poppy to eventually get this surgery um uh so so during during covid poppy wasn't accessing any support for for obvious reasons um 
Um, and because of suddenly we found, and she's been under dual care of Poppy over at York Hospital and Sheffield Hospital. So York Hospital, um, it's been a smaller hospital, but they helped her out with physio, OT, that type of thing, orthotics and, and meds. But the neurological stuff, they couldn't really help her with um, for obvious reasons. So, so she was under the care of Sheffield um, who did like the MRR scans and talked us through all the everything that was going on and uh, like a real skilled professionals in, in that area with brains and MRI and, and all that and then um, after COVID uh, as as things got dramatically worse for Poppy our paediatrician said I'm going to make a referral across to Sheffield and Sheffield um and I said, well, it shouldn't really be a referral because she's under dual care. It's just basically having an appointment. Um, and Sheffield got back and said, sorry, we don't have capacity to see your daughter. And that, that was a real kind of dark, dark time for us because we always had had hope, you know, and just like, okay, so this is next. This is next mm-hmm. thing I can hope. Okay, it's getting worse, but we've got this. And we're like, so we always said to our pediatrician, she said, well, in the last eight years we haven't seen anything like this um i've never seen anything like this i'm really sorry i'll keep fighting it i'll keep pushing it she did she kept sending sending letters in um and sheffield just declined it for capacity and said well where do we go and they said well maybe you should go to leeds and I said well but you know poppy yeah you know have you known her for years what and so it was a real it's a real dark time and we we had to get in touch with our, our MP Rachel Maskell, who um, she's actually from the NHS herself, um, and she really took time to listen and and hear our story and our struggles with Poppy and and what was going on. And at that time, she was having drop seizures, she was losing consciousness, she was just being in hospital for a long period. Um, and we said we she needs this operation she's non-drug responsible we've tried every med under the sun it's not working the only other option is vns surgery vagus nerve stimulation so um she said okay um i'll i'll take this and and within three days she was over at the house of commons i saw it and it burst into tears when i heard poppy's name and her speak about poppy it was just like such a such a moment and also it was like oh wow has it really got to this point um and spoke to the health secretary savage and said will you help me with this um poppy is has severe epilepsy um she's needs the surgery and there's not capacity both at sheffield and at leeds because leeds said the same thing um and and he did um so they were due to have a meeting a few weeks later and the day before suddenly they had capacity um and it was leeds um but really the the shock amazing leeds have been amazing so we went to speak to leeds but the epilepsy specialist there there was six before covid and now there was one so they didn't have capacity and um, we got through because of the MP, NHS England, and the health secretary's team, all three of them writing to to them so that they had to respond. 
um so that was it was it was a shame that we had to kind of press the nuclear button so i was, I was just I was just like I, I, we, we've always gone through the right processes and just hope that this is the right process people will look at it and and take it forward but we had to do that um so yeah that as but whilst we're dealing with that fight we're also dealing with the fight of epilepsy with poppy so it was, it was just it was horrible it mm. was just like having to find the strength to do that yeah um as well as dealing with daily seizures repeatedly and um a poppy hallucination with meds and just just constant um whilst what was nice about it it was like when we did able to pass it on she, um the rachel said are you happy for me just to press all the buttons and kind of go where i can i said you you do what you need you feel necessary and she was doing some canvassing um a couple of weeks ago actually and she knocked on she didn't know that, that where we lived and she came in and had a cup of tea and it was just really nice kind of a full circle moment um of poppy this is rachel you won't know and trying to explain yeah. that she didn't really get it but for us just to kind of and to, for, for once it not have to be all you and rose doing yeah. the fighting i suppose having someone come and fight with you for a bit yeah and it's been a difficult thing to actually kind of um open up and it's been a difficult thing for for rose to kind of get to that point of oh it's really important to kind of say um struggling now and but since we've been doing that and showing vulnerability we've only got we've we've had it back in bucket loads and just rose sending messages to her girlfriends and being able to go i had a horrible night last night um can people can, can anyone pick up henry and that's been obviously really conscious that we're dealing with someone with such severe health needs my, my daughter but you know also the guilt of of henry having a proper childhood mm -hmm. um but henry actually wants to be there so it's 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 that fine balance he wants to come in and go can i get should i get poppy a glass of water or should i get her a pillow he's just, a little hero himself just, isn't he just an amazing i'm super proud of him an amazing young man um that he's becoming but then also i want him to go and have I want him to jump in puddles. I want him to go and make a mess and, and, and do all those. Yeah. And, and my friends, uh, our friends have been able to do that and go, I'll, I'll pick him up. And over the last couple of months, like most weekends, he, he stayed over there, um, stayed with friends. And it's, uh, it's, it's mixed feelings with it because I want to be having nice family times, but I'm fortunate that I've got friends who can kind of look after him and, and him have some nice some 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 fun times and going oh i did this with george and we'll, we'll mudslide in and you know and just just having some, some good normal childhood memories yeah. um yeah so he is he's yeah i mentioned poppy a lot but henry is is, is incredible and he said to me um we're talking he just said i want to do what you do daddy i want to do what you do and that just fills me with so much pride and it's like what do what do i do henry it's like trying to explain <laughs> uh, and he's like well, you help people and that's what i want to do it's like so that's good enough for me well i thought well, yeah that's lovely mate that, that's that's, inc that's 
just what I wanted here at that particular time as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and part of it might be worth mentioning like what, what we do is as career, both me and Rose, we do we shared lives, carers. Um, and we've kind of had to do it too. Uh, because we have to make the house work for us, but shared lives is like fostering, but for adults with learning difficulties, that's the easiest way to explain it. And we've got Robin that's living with us now. Um, and that's been a, a unique and privileged role and job, I suppose. Don't see it much of a job, it's like extended family. Um, and yeah, it's not for everyone, but it it, it kind of works for us, um, and that and that's yeah that's. How long has that been going on? So before Robin, we had Scott living with us. So um, eight years, yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah. A lifestyle. Yeah, it's a, it's it's unique lifestyle, but I mean, Robin, bless her, she's she's you think. I know people in York. She's like the mafia, honestly. She's <laughs> so well connected everywhere you go. She's so funny and she's she bosses me around, but you know, we wouldn't be without her and uh she's she's made the the house you know, sometimes it can be certainly in the morning when we're all getting breakfast and she gets really hangry. <laughs> so you're kinda of like Robin, I'm not gonna speak to you until you've had cocoa pops, yeah. <laughs> Is that best? She's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll that. <laughs> But she's a big part of the disability rugby team um, over at York Knights, who are obviously a big partner of ours, ours now. And uh, so it's a really u- unique role, but it's a, it, it, it works for us at the moment. And if I'm honest, we'll be pretty screwed without it. Mm. Um, and uh, it's something that we want to continue because we're good at it. And Rose, Rose has done it all her life. So not, not many people are aware of it, but wow. Rose is, Rose is, mum and dad were the first people they kind of pioneered it over in Manchester um, and they've got David and Jane who live with them 35, 40 years and they both both came to our wedding and they're still living there now wow no way yeah, yeah. that's incredible so this yeah. is Shared Lives how can people find out more about this then is this is it is there a is it a local group is it a national thing is it through a website yeah I mean it's best just to uh, search shared lives there's an ITV news article somewhere with me chatting on it um, but um, yeah just sh- sh- um, search s- shared lives but different places do it differently in terms of sometimes it's in house with a local authority so uh, like Salford Council do it but then for us it's a, a private charity that do it on behalf of a few different local authorities called Avalon um, yeah, but, yeah definitely look into it um uh, but it's, it's about like anything it's about getting a right like right match yeah. and and you have to be quite um not ruthless ruthless but making sure that they fit so doing having them to come stay on short breaks and 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 in talk because it's a it's a big thing for your kids to take on mm. um so it's got it's got to feel right it's got to feel comfortable and yeah. certainly with robin uh yeah feels f- sometimes far too comfortable um <laughs> with, with with her um but um yeah and and i think it and it's not it's not forever eventually robin will will live independently but 
for now, a lot of kids who are turning 18 and are under adult social care, um, it's a big step to live independently. Um, so they still need the support, but they need some some independence, and that's yeah. kind of like what shared lives shared lives is. That's amazing, mate. That is that is amazing. And again, it, it seems to align with with what you're all about. Um, I think that's lovely what you said um, that Henry said about you that you help people, um, and I think that that's that's obvious to everybody who knows you, mate. Um, so. I think that's probably a really good place. I think we've been going for a good hour or so now. So if you're happy, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Are you cool with that? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been lovely. It's really cathartic, isn't it? Get it out, isn't it? It's yeah. just, uh, it's a, it's, we'll do it again for sure. Um, before we do finish, though, um, any good films, TV, books, things that you might want to recommend to other people that, that have helped you um, with your journey at all? Um, I'm, well, I'm quite severely dyslexic so um when i find a book to read then it must be a really good book um and i and i and i often i'm more of a podcast person um but certainly one book that resonated a lot with me was um how not to be a boy by the comedian robert webb and just his kind of story his journey um and basically boys there's a, there was a tick list of what boys should be doing they should love sport and they should man up and they and they shouldn't shouldn't cry um and that as well as um, reading that book and then also the stuff that we're doing with 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 our work with the suicide prevention stuff really kind of like there's so many things going on and also my my journey with my own mental health and um guys that put on a show and have the biggest glow you know for me there's a lot more going on and and we're finding that quite a lot sadly that guys who were like i just couldn't believe he, he everything was fine with him he, he wasn't he was always the one that was buying the drinks and he was always and and unlike me but um and that's what led that book really influenced um, a, a poem that that I wrote called the, the Men Talking Revolution. Yes, I think I think we should play that before we finish. In fact, we'll play we'll we'll end on that poem. I think if you're happy with that, yeah, we can absolutely. put that something that there's no um, copyright. So I think we'll be able to get away with playing that at the end of this. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that that would be nice. But yeah, I was worried about coming here that I wouldn't have enough to say. <laughs> You've got a real way about you, Sam. Honestly, I'm I'm really impressed. Like it's. Uh... I've I've had to say very little because I think I've just needed. To, I I knew that you'd have loads to say, mate. Um, and and also again, often this you can be facilitating other people to talk, and you can be making opportunities for other people to 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 vent. And actually, you don't always get a proper chance to do that yourself so um, it's been a privilege mate thank you and, and for being so honest and and, and talk, sharing with us about um about poppy and about your family and, and about your experiences i know there's i've got stuff written down here that i know we could make another whole podcast out of so we'll definitely have you back again um and um it might be worth mentioning um and i'm happy for you to to share this the voice note um like even at in your darkest times when you're really struggling you don't know like on the on the flip side of it when you're supporting someone you don't know what to say 
um there's the other side of things where you're really struggling and you don't know what to say um but still make that contact if you can still reach out um and uh, we've mentioned it before but when poppy was having surgery and i was absolutely petrified and i just left left a rambling basically it's a crying voice note to to you guys to the mindfulness team to to you boys to say that and I didn't know what I was going to say apart from, and it just, it just blurred. And I think it's like a two minute voice note of me, of me crying. But I just think hopefully that it helps somebody who is in a situation where they're struggling, but that, that, that hesitance, that's something that I've learned to do, to not hesitate, just, just do it, and make sure you do it. And when I was hesitant or, like struggling and I was crying I was like I need to I want to leave a voice note I just pressed record um even though I didn't have anything to say and I was just I was just just very emotional and 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 upset but just, are you happy with us playing that I've I think I think it, it might it might be important yeah let's do it let's do it now just to make the listeners aware this voice note is just under three minutes long uh there's a few pauses in there and it really is quite emotional to hear so just bear in mind how you're feeling right now and make sure that you're prepared for that here we go yo boys hello um Coming into hospital, I think I've a massive seizure. Um, um, oh, well, it's red. Oh, it works. <laughs> oh. 
Um, so I was all ready to give you our, my our facts up to date. Um, thanks for your love <laughs> message and just poured out. Anyway, I love you all. Rose is ringing and I'll keep you updated. Um, I just needed to let it out. Love you. Love you so much. Bloody hell, mate. I mean, I remember getting that message and crying myself at hearing it, but it still gets me. Yeah. I haven't listened to it back. Um, and obviously it's a deeply personal message to, that I shared with you guys, but I just hope that it helps other people. Just honestly, just that male bravado that male nonsense that I wasted too much of my years doing actually what's the worst that can happen and all I got from that was what I needed was was support love sounds awful we're here for you um and that's clearly (laughs) clearly from the message (laughs) I didn't have anything to say um and I think if we can take anything from this podcast is don't worry if you haven't got anything to say. Just yeah. just get on with it. Just do it. Just just say I don't have anything to say. Just and the, let it out. The cry the the value of crying is underestimated. Yeah. It's a it's a release of all that emotion. It's you needed it and sometimes we need it. Yeah, and and also for me at that time I yeah, well, I cry. I cry with with Rose. Of course, I do. But at that time, it wasn't the place to cry. Yeah, you had to go back in there I, and do. I had to go back in and had I had to do. Yeah, do other things. I had to yeah. be supportive. Um, and I think at that time it was the hardest moment because I was walking with Poppy into surgery, bricking myself, and trying not to cry trying not to look emotional she was yeah. talking about a soft toy and yeah. she's going to kind of like she was going to the surgery that we've wanted and we've put so much hope on for such a long time yeah um and i didn't um for poppy and then and then i didn't want to for rose and and then i needed to i was going for a walk and i needed to like a release like you say letting it out and and I only think those moments of vulnerability um, make us, that we can share together, that deeply personal, that only make us stronger as mates, yeah. only make us more protective of each other, more loving of each other, more supportive of each other. The more I hear what people have gone through and the kindness of them to, to open up and be, be vulnerable with me um, is... Is, it's is, like you fast forward ten years of friendship in, in, yeah, in minutes, don't you? Yeah, like like we like I said, like we have, we've gone straight into each other's soul because mentalness, literally, our badge that we're wearing now with our with our merch is giving us permission to do it. Yeah, it's kind of going, yeah, you go for it, boys. Yeah. No judgment here. Yeah, it will only be met with positivity. Whatever you've been through, we'll give you kindness. We won't be able to fix it, but we'll be able to help. Yeah. 
um, and you've got that badge and you can do it, go, yeah, and and do it. All Who might you help with your journey once you've got it, and you know, yeah, where you when you once you're where you want to be, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, fa- um, we were winding up, weren't we? Yeah. And now we went <laughs> yeah. straight into that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so. I was also going to ask you, there's a, a song I'm going to ask, we're going to try and put together a bit of a playlist of people's sort of go to songs, happy or sad, but yeah. out of people who've been on the podcast. So, have you got a, a song, a go to song that I could maybe add to our mentalness Spotify podcast, uh, Spotify list? Yeah, I've actually recently, um, my mum doesn't know about this tattoo actually. She does uh, now. So she does now. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but I'm 40 now, mum. Uh, and it's it's a couple of cherubs, so my kids, and then it's got um, a phrase from um, "I won't give up" by Jason Mraz, and and that was the first song that I I danced with with Poppy when she was was she was a kid, was a baby, newborn, and it's still a song that I. I I dance with her with her now too uh so yeah that 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 would be that and i look down on my tattoo and i can see i wouldn't give up um so when it's when it's tough i can look down on my arm and go right i, I won't and, and think of that song and think of those times and think of dancing with poppy and i still do it now so there's a lot it's been a real kind of remarkable chat with you um but i do feel Things are, things are a little bit different now. With now, Poppy's had surgery. We're very early days with, and it might not, still might not work. But we've, I'm not concentrating on fighting for Poppy to get surgery anymore. Uh, and there's a bit of hope uh, with it, um, and that's so important. Um, so, so we've we've got we've got hope, and hopefully the that it will make a difference. Um, and at least now, if she's having a seizure, we can we don't have to just witness it and watch it. We can we can actively do something that hopefully will help with with scanning a magnet across the chest, and that's all we need. Um, um, so um, we're, we're lucky that we that we've got that. I'm lucky that I've got mindfulness. I'm lucky that I've got you, Sam, in my life. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing all this because it's no mean task and you're a real doer <laughs> I have an idea and you get on with it and do it it's just like everybody needs a, a Sam in their life <laughs> thank just, you man who just, who just yeah just ideas or charity status I really need to do this but you get on with it and yeah we're so grateful and thank, thankful for having you on board it's like there's mindfulness is, is a real it's a it's a real team effort like people don't know that and yes the couple of us created it but where it is now it's been this it's because of these these five bellends that we say <laughs> that um come together not precious just wanting to help and support each other know the importance of it it's had on them and are driven and passionate about making a difference and and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it, it's a wonderful thing to be part of, and long may it con- continue. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere, does it? Absolutely not. Um, and that's perfect, mate. Thank you so much for your words, for your time, for your honesty, um, and and to everybody for for tuning in and listening. Um, and uh, if you don't know about, if it's the first you're hearing about us, then do check out mindfulness 
org. We're on all the socials. Um, there will be something for you um, in our group, and you are very, very welcome. Um, and I think that's it. Keep talking, boys. Yeah, keep See chatting. See you soon. Chaps. Cheers. I sit here and weep as a read of another man who has died. What was he thinking when he took his life? Was he lonely inside? The secret killer we don't like to talk about. Suicide is all too real and the ripples on the family, there is no doubt. So how do you know if a man might be struggling? The look on his face, the banter, the laugh. Can you tell if he's feeling trapped, alone in his head, day after day, no one to talk to? Will you show him the way? But the truth is that you might never know. Sometimes mental health affects men who have the biggest glow. The ones who are loud and the ones that put on a show. So many men are holding on by the thinnest of threads, bills to pay, kids to feed, or worries in their heads. Please don't wait to reach out to him until you've given a clue reach out now one day it could be you suicide is our nation's biggest killer 79% of those are men under 45 such a waste of good men who should be alive talk about this now and find a way through as this hidden epidemic is shaming our country too hug and kiss your sons and teach them that crying is not wrong. Talking like this now will help him be strong. We must have hope and find a solution. I know what it is. It's the men talking revolution.